This is a 980 CKNW podcast. It's time to check in with Rick Forchuk, as we do every Sunday morning. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. We have three movies to talk about in theaters this morning, and we are starting off with The Post. Yes, we are, and uh, we've heard an awful lot about this movie. So uh, let me start by saying that I do not believe this is an Oscar-winning movie for any of the major categories of actors, director, or best picture. It is a good movie, a nice slice of the 70s, and a fine telling of the story of the purloined Pentagon Papers by Daniel Ellsberg, which proved that the presidents of the day, going back through Johnson, Nixon, Kennedy, even Eisenhower, knew that the war in Vietnam was not winnable. But because American prestige was on the line, for six years the U.S. government continued to draft young men and send them to Southeast Asia, many to their deaths. I know that Steven Spielberg, the director of this piece, and Meryl Streep, who plays Washington Post publisher and owner Kay Graham, and Tom Hanks as Post editor Ben Bradley, may carry a halo effect into the Oscars just because of who they are. But at no time did I see Ben Bradley or Kay Graham in this movie. I only saw Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks almost smacking their respective lips after every scene, as if to say, see folks, that's what you call acting. Uh, every Oscar season seems to bring us a story such as this, rather the headlines, and focusing on the work of those who bring us the news. Uh, two years ago, the big short and spotlight of the year before it was Selma. In 2013, Argo and Zero Dark Thirty. Now, I like this story. I thought the performances of Bob Odenkirk as reporter Ben Badigakin and Vancouver's Bruce Greenwood's portrayal of Defense Secretary Robert McNamara were all worthwhile. But it's a film that's worth seeing for sure. I would not, however, be in the cheering section for the Oscar nominations. Uh, the rating's 14A. That's the post. It is a good movie. I don't think it's an Oscar film. All right. Uh, I'm guessing this next one is also not an Oscar film. I saw a preview for The Commuter, and I must say, after seeing the preview, I thought, that doesn't look great. No, it's not an Oscar film, that's for sure, The Commuter. Uh, Liam Neeson is pretty much where he was in 2014's Nonstop. In that movie, he was an air marshal with personal problems who learned that there was a hijacker on an overnight flight, and he had to stop the person before it was too late. Now his character is named Michael McCauley. He's an ex-cop with personal problems on a train, and he has to stop something big before it's too late. Now, this is vintage Neeson. He left the police force a decade before to sell life insurance from his midtown Manhattan office. But now at age 60, with two mortgages and two kids headed to college, he's been let go. On the train ride home, wondering what he will tell his wife, played by Elizabeth McGovern, he's asked by a stranger who sits down opposite if he would do something simple for $100,000. That sets the action in motion. He has to find someone on that train. All he has to do is uh, find them uh, and get something from them before a specific stop comes along or his family will be killed. Now, there's some incentive, and now it's a little like the Orient Express with red herrings abounding, a ticking time clock, and tension you could cut with a pair of wire cutters. I have to admit that I figured out a part of who was behind this very early on, uh, but uh, not quite enough to put all the pieces together. Action fans, I think, will like this, so will some mystery fans. Uh, not a time to be bored here, for sure. Uh, the director, Joam Collett Sarah, who did the shark adventure, The Shallows, knows how to keep your attention. Oh, by the way, he also directed Nonstop with Liam Neeson. It's almost the same movie. Ratings 14A, that's The Commuter, Jill. All right. And uh, Proud Mary, also in theaters. Yeah, it's hard not to quote the headline on the review, review of this story of a hit woman working for a Boston crime family uh, from the rap.com. Uh, in that uh, headline, it said, 
uh, Mary should have kept her job in the city, and maybe she should have. The opening credits and the soundtrack make us feel that we're watching a late 60s or early 70s television show, reminiscent of Get Christy Love or SWAT or even Charlie's Angels, uh, but that doesn't last long. We meet Mary, played by Taraji P. Henson, doing a hit on a man in his home, and she's supposed to snuff his 11-year-old son as well, just to tie up the loose ends, but she chooses to leave the boy alive. That boy, Danny, played by Jahai Winston, shows up in her life a year later and complicates the gang wars between rival factions. Mary works for Benny, played by Danny Glover, who definitely is too old for this stuff. Uh, he brought her in off the streets as a young girl, teaching her the business of killing, and he'd like to do the same for little Danny. There's a lot of gunplay here, lots of action sequences that have little credibility, but hey, it's not a documentary, it's just an action-oriented crime story. For what it is, it's okay. Uh, it's rated 14A, that's Proud Mary Jill, and uh, I think this is one you'd say, let's wait till it comes to Netflix or viewing on demand. Right. So I think a lot of people might agree with that. Uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, let's see a couple of new ones over there. Yeah, Ghost Story. This is from last year. We have Casey Affleck as the ghost in the title in this very unusual movie, which to me really had no point, although others, perhaps more astute observers, uh, saw it as an artistic triumph. Affleck's character is killed in the opening moments, and his spirit, in the form of a white-sheeted ghost with the eye holes cut out, follows his now-widowed wife, played by Rooney Mara, back to their home. He lingers, choosing to remain in this plane of existence because we assume <clears throat> excuse me, of, of his love for her. Decades pass, the house falls into disrepair, but he continues to remain right there. Why? Well, I'm not sure we ever really learned that answer. The rating here is 14A, Jill. That's Ghost Story. It's on Netflix. Hmm. All right. Uh, I almost watched The Layover last night, but I picked The Wild Wedding because I wanted to see uh, the movie with Glenn Close in it instead. But uh, The Layover looked interesting. That's also on Netflix. Yes, it is, and it's also from last year, 2017. We have Kate Upton and Alexandra Daddario, uh, starring as rivals for the affections of a handsome young man, played by Matt Barr, when their flight is redirected because of a hurricane forcing the layover of the title. Now, if you pay attention to their aircraft, they board a Boeing 737. This is a Clara Newell one. Uh, they board a Boeing 737, which is a one-aisle aircraft, three seats on either side. We see exactly that as they take their seats, three seats on either side. The plane that takes off is a 737 from the exterior shot, but the next scenes inside the plane show us two aisles and a wide-bodied Boeing 787 Dreamliner. It is movie magic. The rating is 14A. It's okay, the layover. It's quite good fun, you know. Um, it's uh, 14A rating, the layover. And I guess they figured, if people figure that out, uh, oh well, too bad, the, the, they're going to make the movie anyway. Yeah, for the for the movie to work, for the action on the plane to work, you need a lot more space than the smaller plane uh, allows. So uh, I think you're right. I think that that well, who's going to know the difference? And if they do, who cares? Ah, yeah, it's just a, a small small point for that film. Uh, Crave TV has Star Trek. Uh, yep, Star Trek Discovery. It is back, uh, the TV series, after taking a break at mid-season. Uh, this is the highly acclaimed new Star Trek series. Uh, its next set of episodes are now available on Crave, as well as uh, on uh, uh, the regular network television that we get to see. Sonequa Martin-Green stars as the officer who appears to have started the Klingon Wars with the Federation. The rating here is M for Mature. It is a great series, I think, that Star Trek Discovery. You can catch it two ways, on regular television and now on Crave TV, Joe. All right. And uh, I've seen ads for Wisdom of the Crowd. I've not been uh, motivated to watch it, but it is on, back on. 
Yeah, and you're not going to see any ads beyond this. Uh, this is Jeremy Piven. He's another victim now of the hashtag MeToo movement because of allegations of improper sexual behavior. And for that reason, CBS, the originating network for this high-tech Silicon Valley crime investigation series, has chosen to bring the show to its conclusion tonight with no option for a second season pickup. Uh, tonight it's all about conspiracy theory evidence and the release of a convicted killer, but this show won't be back, Joe. That's on Global Tonight. All right. There you have it. Rick, thank you so much. We will check in with you next weekend. Thank you, Joe. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.